0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Tuesday edition. Uh, we're so glad you're with us this morning. I appreciate the opportunity I have to be able to be part of your day and to be able to share the word of God with you. Uh, we're going to be in Psalm chapter 119 this morning, if you're following along with your Bible or tablet or anything of that nature. I will apologize for my voice. I have uh, come down with a cold. Apparently I got it from my younger son, and uh, who initially, was afraid, might have been the Omicron variant. COVID because of the cold symptoms, but it's not. It's just a really bad cold. And so um, I apologize that sounded a little off today, but I'm glad you've joined us. Psalm 119, I'm going to begin reading in verse number 65. The Bible says, Thou hast dealt with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. Teach me good judgment, and acknowledge, and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. Thou art good, and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. So in this section of Scripture, really what we're going to see, again I believe it's the author David writing, and he's breaking up three sections in this in this chapter. As he looks back and the primary thing what we're going to look at here is the fact that david would acknowledge that there was a time when god had to use circumstances and situations to chasten him to punish him if we want to use it punish is a rough word it's different but chasten him get is a tantrum. um let me give you kind of a very practical application to what we're going to talk to here in a moment I mean, if you've ever if you're a parent and you understand that there are times where you have to correct your child. Not necessarily you think they're horrible or you think they're really even bad per se, but you're trying to teach them the right direction. So if your children growing up had their way, they would always eat dessert right before dinner and then they would never eat dinner and they never actually get anything healthy and they would not be taught a healthy eating pattern and this negative eating pattern would follow them for the remainder of their life. In today's culture, I think it's a very important thing. I think we should learn personal responsibility. The world today screams you don't have to, everybody owes you something and I don't believe the Bible teaches that and a character person says no one owes me something, I need to earn it. So if you instill that in the life of your children, then they will grow and they will excel in the world because management today is looking for people who are not, aren't looking for a handle, who are willing to work hard, especially in today's culture. If you teach them that wrong, then they're going to struggle through life. If you teach them the right way, they're going to grow. So sometimes in life, things happen where you have to allow circumstances or you have to bring circumstances into their life to make sure that they do the right thing, that they learn the right thing. And that's really what's being said here. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's harsher. Sometimes we have to bring punishment, if you want to use that term. The scripture calls it chastisement. But that's really what we're seeing here. We're seeing that David made the comment that he was grateful that in certain circumstances, God would bring chastisement into his life to teach him. Now, let me explain one thing. I think there's, this can be somewhat confusing, especially when other people um, don't fully understand what's going on. There can be looking at two ways. Sometimes it is chastisement and God is trying to do something to get your attention, to bring you back to the right to good, to the best place you could be. Uh, excuse me. Then there's other sides where there is some um, satan coming at you we call it oppression satanic oppression whatever it be um where satan's coming at you uh we can easily i'll be honest with you a lot of people when they're when they're doing the chastisement of god will immediately say satan's out to get me and then sometimes if you're really sensitive you you, when God, when Satan is attacking, you say, oh, it must be the chastisement of God. So how do, how do we know the difference? Let me, let me give it to you very quickly. I think a sensitive heart will know this. If you truly want to be right with God, and things are happening, and you spend time with God, and you pray, and you, as David said, church my heart, know me, and you, you take time to, uh, to evaluate, sit down, Lord, what's going on? Am I saying something? And you sense, and you really want to know. I think God's going to show you. God's not trying to trick us. He's not trying to hopefully deceive us. He wants us to be right. So if you're truly looking, and you're submissive about it, then God's gonna show it to you. The reason chastisement comes is because no matter how much God tries to do in our life, we are convinced it's not our fault. And so, and don't get me wrong, we've justified ourselves a million times over. It's this person's fault, that person's fault, or it's this circumstance, or if they got right with God, I'd be okay. And what we miss is the fact that we're constantly wishing other people would solve it. If my problems are generally faced, if my, my, if my problems generally blamed on other people, I can pretty much tell you it's, it's on me. Uh, so i got to come to God. And usually what happens is you have people who are not willing to come to God and get things right. And um, they'll pray about it, but they're not truly as sensitive. If you're truly right, desiring to get right with God, God will show you what it is. And if you're not, it's generally probably chastisement. Let's look at this a little bit then. Unpack these passages. Verse 65. He says, Thou hast dealt with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. He was using the word of God. He taught him. What does that mean? Verse 66, Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. So he kind of introduces the thought with a couple ideas of, Lord, thank you for teaching me through your knowledge and through your instruction, teaching me what I need to know. So what? let's go into more detail and break down what he meant by that. Verse 67, Before I was afflicted, before you brought in the things into my life, he said, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. So he starts off by saying, before all these bad things happen to me, if you want to look at it from a circumstantial point of view, he goes, I want astray. So before God, you allowed things into my life to bring me in. I went astray. I went my own way. And so that's really what is happening here. I go my own way. I do my own thing. I believe my own thing. Everything's about me. And he said, when that happens, Lord, you had to bring chastisement into my life. But then here's what he says in the next verse. After God bringing chastisement, verse 68, thou art good and doest good. Teach me Thy statutes, and so he, he 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 simply states, Lord, there are times in my life where because of the direction I was going in, because I, I justified it or I wanted to believe it or whatever it is, because of that, Lord, you had to bring circumstances to get my attention and bring me back to you. But then, Lord, you are good. And that's a good thing. He said, this is a good thing. You know, growing up, we didn't like it when our parents forced us to eat certain things or didn't let us have dessert before dinner or made us go to bed at a certain time or, or not let us watch, you know, 100 hours of TV a day or whatever it is. You understand my point. There were, there were rules, there were limits, and those were very healthy for us. We didn't like them. And that can sometimes happen. God does things in our life to help us to to get in the right path and to come back to Him. And we're not always going to like it right away. Why? Because our human side, that you know, we get saved, we get the Holy Spirit, but that flesh, that human side doesn't go away. And if we're not feeding the Spirit, then the human side, the fleshly side grows, and it wants to do wrong. And when it's doing wrong, it it wants to be fed, and, and so we go that way, and so God brings things into our life, generally gracious at first, and then He gets a little more firm, but try to bring us back to the right path, why? Because he's got a plan for us and a path for us that is fulfilling, it's got blessing, it is an amazing life. But we have convinced ourselves that our way is better. And it's not, we know it's not, but we've convinced ourselves it is. Or at least Satan's convinced us it is, either way. And we look at all of that and we think it's great, but we don't realize how the ultimate end of where we're going brings pain. And so God tries to bring things in our life to point us in the right, direction. And then David said, this is good, it is good when God points us in the right direction. But then he he moves on from this and he goes on to a point, he talks about what a lot of times we can see, that that those who are actually still doing wrong seem to be blessed. Verse 69, The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Because people have lied and people have believed it, but I'm still going to believe you, God. Verse 70, Their heart is fat as grease, but I delight in law. Fat as grease is an old Hebrew idiom that talks about the idea that their heart, basically they're wealthy. They, they have been able to grow financially as a result of these lies that have come out, and they've been blessed, and it seems like they're getting away with it, they're being blessed. Everything seems to be going good for them. But he says, you know, I'm, I'm not going to worry about that that. Verse 71, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn my statutes. It's good for me, Lord, that you did these things, that I can see you, that I can learn. Sometimes the only way we will ever see what God's really doing is when we've been brought to a point we have to look for it. And we get so knowledgeable about Scripture. We come to church, we understand certain things, we, maybe we've heard that message before, or whatever, and, and we, we know so many things that we turn off. As a matter of fact, we can sit in church and grab our phone and do all these things we can to distract ourselves from what's really important, the preaching of the Word of God. And those are proofs that God needs to get our attention. Because if we don't, we're, not, we're, we're defiling people around us, we're hurting people because we're going the wrong direction. Because it is good that I have gone through these things so I can see God. Anything that brings me closer to God ultimately is good. Then he says in verse 72, the law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver, literally than than billions of dollars. So he says here, what you can teach me, what I can learn in you is better than me than the wealth that can be offered in our time. And, you know, we we are trying to fill ourselves with houses and cars and money, and we think the world's got all this, and there's some great things in the world, and God's maybe allowed you to have it, or and you enjoy it, whatever it would be, and there's nothing wrong with those things until they become the priority, till they become the thing that you are searching after. God teaches, seek ye first the kingdom of God is righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you, and that's what we need to look for. We've got to be careful that we're not seeking the things of the world to fulfill. It doesn't do that and he said, I will seek your truth, the Word of God, what you want to do in my life is better than if I became wealthy. Now, it doesn't say that wealth is bad. It just says that if my desires for wealth that I give up on God, it's bad. The truths of the Word of God are better. As a matter of fact, a lot of wealthy people today will teach you their principles and their biblical principles. Some of them even quote scripture on it. I'm not saying that all wealthy people are religious. What I'm saying is that the Bible does teach. It's not against it. It's just saying that I must make the word of God, number one. Don't let Satan trick you. Don't let yourself be deceived into believing that when bad things are happening, it's obviously horrible. Sometimes God is getting your attention. Sometimes Satan's moving. In this situation, God was trying to get his attention. Don't let Satan convince you that that means God doesn't love you. As a matter of fact, the most loving thing he can do for you is to get your attention. The most loving thing he can do for you is to help you to see this and to help you to see the right direction. Well, I appreciate the opportunity you've given me today to be part of your day, uh, to be able to speak into your life today. I hope it was an encouragement. I hope it's a help. And I hope that you'll take these truths and think about it. It's sometimes a harder one because we don't like to be in these battles. But I'm telling you, if you allow God to do what He wants to do in your life, it's amazing uh, how He can accomplish so much. Thanks again for joining us this morning. We appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. We hope you have a great rest of the day and hope you join us again tomorrow.